0: we jump into um, our last uh, session, before we take a break, um, I want to introduce um, Bob Campbell from Alliance Solutions Group. Um, we have an opportunity again to uh, hear from our sponsors and vendors, and I want to make sure that we give them uh, just a couple of minutes. So I will turn it over to you.
1: Thank you very much. Give me just a second to get a visual up. Well, good morning everyone. I'm Bob Campbell with Alliance Solutions Group and we just celebrated 17 years in business and we're honored to be a gold sponsor for this event. As a VDEM contractor, we are so thankful that so many of you have entrusted us to partner with you in accomplishing your mission with planning, analysis, training and exercises. As a FEMA training partner, I'm excited to announce that we just completed two new courses, which are free, uh, f- through FEMA on economic recovery and community resilience. We're also engaged in some taking on some major catastrophic challenges and preparedness, such as the nuclear threat, advancing equity, and uh, combating climate change. I hope this week you'll have an opportunity to connect with us at our booth, or stop by our presentation tomorrow, hip hip hurrah, where I'll be tag teaming with Danielle Progen from Virginia Beach on uh, some key points on a regional hire that we conducted uh, last year. If you don't see us there, you have no excuse. Uh, that's a 1.30 on Wednesday, but tonight join us for our sponsored social event at Circuit Social. And I hope to see you there or at the booth.
0: So um, just wanted to cover some um, statewide accomplishments here today. Um, 10 major events and activations um, in addition to COVID. uh, A lot of you have had about the same. Uh, Numerous regional events, uh, several been mentioned uh, throughout this morning. Um, Three federal declarations. Most recent uh, that we received was the January uh, 3rd, 4th uh, snowstorm. with our fun and exciting uh, trip up and down 95. I know everybody was very excited about that one. Uh, our Buchanan flooding and then the uh, ice storm. So we've, uh, we're working through those. For our incident management team, uh, we're supporting the vest. They provided a great deal of support with the vest, um, helping to uh, support our uh, regions as they set up uh, CBCs. Um, for vaccinations, Uh, did provide support uh, for the ice storm. Uh, Some of that happened in some of our communities uh, that are very under-resourced, so it gave us an opportunity to send some folks in to uh, provide support. Um, And then our vest supporting uh, the gubernatorial inauguration, snowstorm, more lobby day. So I think the trend for 2022 now is we're out of our, our snow deficit uh, that we had, um, and we jumped right into it. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I've been working on over the last um, probably eight to nine months is VDEM strategic plan. Uh, it's been an undertaking to really kind of compile. Uh, we have a lot of activities, tasks, priorities that we are doing in VDEM, and really want to get it wanted to get it focused down. Um, and so that it was easy to communicate as well. And so we boiled it down to how we serve, how we operate, and how we build capacity. And at the core, that's what what VDEM is doing for our locals. How do we serve our locals? How do we operate to support our locals? And how do we build capacity to support our locals? Oh, we got the fancy one. Um, so, with how we serve, it really we want to increase our, squo- our scope, our quality, our equity of the support delivered to our localities. So, looking at um, continuing, we've all we have been doing this multiple, uh, managing multiple events, but continuing to improve and expand our capacity, increasing our quality or our customer service. Um, I think Will Flagler uh, won the award yesterday. It took him a grand total of about 10 minutes to tell me what VDM needed to do. Um, but I do have to give him uh, a, just a, a pass though. It, the only reason was because Rob Braidwood was not there. <laughs> so, but really working through how do we improve the quality and service that we're providing to our locals. And the one that everybody talks about How do we get more funding to the locals I got to give it to Cheryl and her team because over the last two budget cycles we have shifted a grand total Cheryl correct me if I'm wrong I think a grand total of 15 or 18 non general fund positions which means they have to be funded by federal grants over to the general fund which frees up more federal dollars and so right now even though we don't have a budget passed Right now, the 13 positions that we put in for this one to shift from non-general fund to general fund, uh, keep your fingers crossed, we'll keep moving forward on that. Um, It's a huge step forward for us, because if you all are familiar, 10% of our budget is covered by the general fund. And 68 positions. So we are slowly chipping away at that so that we can free up those federal dollars. How we operate. Stakeholder focused financially sound we want to be financially sound and inclusive and diverse team So I'm going to say we are we are shooting for this less than 10% of regrettable loss and Some of you in here. I know because I already heard it last night. We have seen folks leave their positions They're burned out They're tired. They need a break so while this is our goal of hitting less than 10% of regrettable loss, I think VDEM has significantly improved in our retention of employees. Uh, but we are battling something that all of you are battling as well. Folks are leaving the workforce and not coming back. Uh, for the, any of those that are hiring, you know it's an extreme, extreme challenge to get those candidates in. Federal and state mandates programs, resourced and completed on time. We have a lot of mandates. Dylan, I think we're up to what? 160 mandates between feds and states. We are trying to get all of that information so that we understand that. And then our zero, zero material audit findings each year. We have a lot of federal grants that pass through and we wanna make sure that we are uh, fiscally responsible and I have to give it to Cheryl and her team again We do this very well. We are at zero audit, which is fantastic. And then how we build capacity. We want to build capacity and capability to support the disasters at the local, regional, and state level year over year. To do that, we got to stop meeting on Google Meet, right? Got to stop meeting on Google Meet. Part of that is a challenge um, initiative that we're leading with digital transformation. VDEM is still on a legacy network and we are trying to get over to the Commonwealth of Virginia network Uh, by June 1st is our goal. And organizational transformation, you all are familiar uh, that we've gone uh, from just two deputy state coordinators to five. Uh, Six, so I want to make sure that we are communicating our transformation as we work through it adding FTEs So with this transition, it's helping to build the capability and Capacity for our regional offices My goal is to continue to support our CRC's and their teams by putting people closer to the locals that have the expertise to support recovery grants response planning. So continuing to push that forward. And then getting us into an overall local preparedness, um, improving it, but getting us overall in a good cycle of, you know, we have the LCAR, we have the Thyra, we have the SBR, we, we have all of these things and getting into a good cycle. Um, Carrie definitely gave me some ideas here um, as we continue to move forward. So at the end of the day, how we serve, how we operate, and how we build capacity is the direction that VDEM is headed in. This is our three-year strategic plan. I'm not gonna read all of these. We're trying to, um, these are our key initiatives, but they're big initiatives. There are multiple tasks under them. Um, You'll see that um, number one is complete, comprehensive digital transformation. Getting us on the COV network and getting us into the Microsoft stack so that we are no longer battling between two different platforms of Google and Microsoft. Um, From there, it will allow us to continue moving forward on our automation and getting rid of paper upon paper upon paper. And with that is also expanding our website so that it's actually usable for locals and state agencies. Happy to share this with anybody, but uh, just wanted to make sure that you all are aware. Uh, as we move forward, Sean and I are uh, are very, very aware that we are here to support the locals, and we want to do it the best way we can.
2: Thank you, Aaron, and, and Aaron. I just want to say uh, one quick thing. I really appreciate your leadership and your help with the strategic uh, plan and uh, your advice and counsel. So can we give her a big hand? Like, she's been a great teammate, just to awesome work with. And, and you may say, Sean, this is so boring. You're talking about strategic planning. And blah. I am proud to announce that, or, or just articulate, that VDEM, we're leaning forward. How about that, right? We are leaning forward to build capacity, not at VDEM, but across the state in support of locals. And it's just an exciting place to be with the, with the agency right now. And that's why uh I wanted to start off with all the great work that not only the department has done, but Aaron and under her leadership, uh the chief, uh, you know, Dylan over here. And and uh it it's ex- an exciting time to be an emergency manager. You know, Carrie was talking about we gotta be smarter. We have to you know, the events that we're managing are complex. Like, I never thought I'd be interested in truck convoys. Like, really? And and then and then uh our friends over at ag and consumer services hey sean we need to talk about avian i'm like i don't want i don't want any more viruses you know so anyway it's an exciting time so i i got about 40 more minutes and well aaron and i have about 40 more minutes and and i just want to share a couple bullets you know what what i'd like to do this morning is i want to i want you all to get to know me what i'm thinking about kind of a, a you know, many of you know me know me from hanover or you know, uh, playing National Guard, active duty here in Virginia or in some other capacity. But bottom line, in this new role, you you know, I just want to share some of my thoughts and some of my my concerns for the Commonwealth moving forward, and and as we we move forward together. And so, you know, Aaron is really focused down and in, which is fabulous. It allows me to keep my head up and and develop relationships with the the leaders downtown and, and other stakeholders like the General Assembly um i think number two is you know i want to share some some thoughts on friction points you know the things that keep me up at night and then uh number three the takeaway that i want you all to have is you know hopefully in this presentation it's the hey i'd like to partner in that way or hey i can help vdem or vdem can help me right uh the partnerships we all know it's about relationships we under we understand it's about partnerships and uh we can, we can solve very complex problems when we work together. We, we've experienced that for two years, for sure. So, the, the first thing coming in as the coordinator is, I have no agenda. And you're like, why not? I mean, you're the boss. You should blow the place up and reorganize. And That is absolutely not my goal. My goal is, I, I want to, hey, Lauren, how's it going? What, what are your ideas? What's, what's good? What's bad? What, what, what can we do to be better, right? And so I, I deliberately, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a forward-leading person. That, that's just in my nature. But I know I got to pull myself back and say, hey, let me do an assessment. Like, wh- where are we? And engaging uh, FEMA as a stakeholder, FEMA, and, and other partners to say, hey, the, the, the fire chiefs associate, how, how are we doing business? The localities, are we doing, where are we doing well? Where do we need to improve? So, again, I'm deliberately kind of holding in, in place. There are some urgent issues that we, we immediately started to take a look at. You're going to hear about some of those. But again, uh, VDEM is a different organization, for, or, you know, from the last time I was there, about five, four years ago. So I wanted to respect that, but also I, I recognize that it's teamwork that brings out the best in people. So uh, I, I want leaders at all levels of the organization to support the localities and make the right decision and feel empowered to try new ideas. So. I'm, I'm kind of hanging tight. I got about another month until I have to publish my assessment. I'm going to share that with the chief of staff and and then, uh, of course, collaborate with the, the executive team on where we go next. In terms of friction points, the things that keep me up to date, number one, you're going to hear this all the time, and that is cyber. And cyber systems enable our communication, the way we do our business, how we communicate with the public, and we just, we the tendency is, just like pre-9/11 is stovepiping intelligence information, which led to a catastrophic failure—failure failure to anticipate—I'm telling you, if we do not, as emergency managers, get involved with cyber events and and, and reduce our hesitancy to get involved, we're going to have a cyber 9/11 right in our commonwealth. So I encourage you—you you got to—and I've got—we have a draft annex that I'm going to present here in a second. But that's what keeps me up. And if you at the local level, if you don't know your department of IT, you know, leadership, if you don't know the cybersecurity professional over there, I would encourage you. you got to have that meeting, right? And bring in the, the VDEM regional staff. I mean, my, you know, our team, we got to be more proactive in that space too and show leadership of coordination, right? That's what we do. So when there's multiple state agencies supporting a, a locality, there better be an emergency manager in the center of that. Directing traffic in court. It's not about owning the system. It's we Understand how to holistically plan for events, right? The next there are the hard things right in Virginia our greatest threat obviously hurricanes and of course we're in Norfolk, which uh, Kind of hits home close for this threat, but local regional state sheltering uh, uh, How do we do that? What's the plan look like? Are we confident wide area search and rescue and I, what i'm talking about is that cat two cat three storm that's going to take us three or four years to recover from but that first that first four or five days you know i want to see an integrated air land and flat bottom boat plan now the good news is vdem has done incredible work on a aerial operations plan so uh again we you know we kind of know how how the how manned aircraft will come in and conduct uh, rescues off top of roofs. But I want to take it a step further. Where are the bed down sites for those helicopters? Why can't we have an integrated unmanned manned uh, airspace coordination plan? The answer is yes we can. So when I was overseas, it was hunter-killer teams. I would throw out a drone to find the bad guy and then I would prosecute using a manned aircraft, because someone has to be in the decision-making process, right? We can do the same thing in Hampton Roads, be more efficient, more effective, and save more lives more, uh, more quickly with the integrated plan there. And then we need to expand that plan to include flat bottom boats and then high wheel trucks. The good news is we have smart people, we can plan that out and have EMAC requests on the shelf ready to go. Debris management, you know that's going to be tough, right, uh, especially down here, lots of water, where we're going to put all the debris uh, for the localities, I mean, evacuation, decision making, that's a, that's a tough question and, and a tough decision with uh, incredible consequence. And of course then, then re-entry. So those are those are some of the friction points. You have the clicker, oh there, a- absolutely. And those are the things that keep me up at night. And uh, so the first thing, uh, Chris Cruz, where are you? Where are you, my friend? All the way in the bag. Let's... Go ahead, stand up. Cybersecurity program manager, if you want to know, Anything or everything about cyber, Chris Cruz is the VDM program manager for cybersecurity. What does he do? He helps translate, right? So, if you're an emergency management professional or a cybersecurity IT person, he can kind of be that conduit to, to translate. Hey, emergency management principles apply to not only a cyber event but also the consequence, and then vice versa. He's got incredible experience, great credentials. Came from the private sector, and then before that, the fusion center. So he's kind of running point on our cyber annex that we have a draft. There's some principles up here, and the bottom line, folks, you understand this as professional emergency managers: the holistic, multidisciplinary approach. We solve complex problems, right? We don't necessarily own a lot of stuff, but we know how to plan. We know how to wrap around logistics, um, and coordinate and you know, we have these incredible relationships with the private sector. I mean, during COVID, we never had, a, we had, never had a, a clue that we would be in almost like business development. Hey, we're gonna build PPE right here in Virginia, or hand sanitizer. Who, who had hand sanitizer made by a distillery or a brewery? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Isn't that amazing though? Um, and it's because we have those relationships uh, with private sector and other partners. So folks, that is the foundation of our cyber Annex, which belongs to our EOP, right? Same, 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 I would recommend same strategy at the local level, right? Alright, let's go to the next slide and we'll, we'll break this down. It's a really pretty slide. Bottom line is, because cyber is really unique and, um, you know, a, there's a lot of resources for a a individual entity, like, like an individual citizen. Hey, I've been hacked or I've been uh, you know, my identity has been stolen. Bottom line is we're leveraging our fusion center to direct traffic. Like, hey, if it's an individual, I'm going to refer them to a CISA resource or, you know, local law enforcement to file a police report for stolen identity. But then you may have a locality. Like, hey, I got a problem. You can route that request through local CRC or straight to the fusion center to get a quick analysis. Like, is, consider the fusion center a triage. Now, if, a multiple, if multiple state agencies need to get involved, if, if it's expanding and we need, uh, you know, additional resources from across state government or the, fed, the feds, that's when you're going to see more of, you know, the up of certain portions of our EOC, the, the VEST, right, the emergency support team, and they'll begin to manage that event just like any other thing, like the truck rally, right, it's a great, great vignette. It is primarily in Northern Virginia, so Jake, Jake and his team were, were kind of the VDM at the state level, supporting that with the locals and coordinating with uh, our friends in the district. And, and bottom line, that was short of a, of, of a declaration. It was a regional event, but again, emergency managers were at the table in case it went sideways, right? Does that make sense? So same strategy with cyber. Um, if you have any questions, please stop Chris, and, and he'll definitely help you out. Next thing is uh, hurricane season updates and readiness. So lo- lots of good things going on at VDM. Hey, we're leaning forward. SOPs, plans up on the on the table, um, up on the shelf, um, and and we're going to engage the cabinet. We, we have a brand new cabinet, uh, chief of staff, governor, and uh, we're going to put them through like a three-hour, you know, crash course seminar, probably into some sort of experience. I I would stop short of a tabletop exercise. It's, it's really, hey, we, culture of preparedness, make sure agencies play, because if they don't play, Sean's calling the chief of staff, you know, all that, all that important stuff, right? And, but the interest, I'll tell you, in terms of our situation, the interest from downtown, the, uh, for public safety is incredible. We have just, a, you know, Secretary Mosier couldn't be here, but please do not take his absence as as, as a sign of disinterest. That is absolutely not the case. He called me last night. He said, "Did you win the tournament?" And I said, "No, sir. I failed." Aaron <laughs> Aaron was carrying the whole team the whole time. But but he did say, "Look, something came up and I have to, you know, support an issue uh, all day today, unfortunately." So, um that that is interesting and we that's an opportunity for us to grow the profession, right? And and so they want to know what what emergency management doing? They want to hear from emergency managers. What's what's my daily report, right? So, what a fantastic opportunity over the next four years to build the profession in a very positive environment. So, I'm looking really forward to that 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 cabinet seminar uh, in late April. The next thing, where are my Hampton Roads emergency management partners and and all that good stuff? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. All right, good. So. Hopefully this is not a shock to you, because if it is, you can pull me offline and, and you know, scold me and, and teach me uh, a lesson. Um, we have a very interesting option. Remember, hurricanes is one of my, my top three, right? And, and so we're gonna partner with FEMA to do something very unique the week of the 23rd of May. So uh, Marianne Tierney called me said, Sean, message received. Hurricane keeps you up at night. We want to deploy a national-level IMAT as a full-scale exercise to support your EOC. So we're going to do that on the 23rd and 24th, which is unprecedented. It's the first FEMA full-scale exercise, from what I understand, of a national-level IMAT as an exercise. So that's fantastic. Then she said, hey, how about we do the re- a regional IMAT as well? And so on the 25th and 26th, we're going to conduct a Hampton Roads, I, I would call it a seminar, to reconnect on hurricane readiness, right? Hey, lo- hey, localities, w- what do you got? What are you working on? What are your concerns? Hey, state agencies across the board, what do you got, what are you working on? Our federal partners are gonna facilitate the, the conversation, two-day event right here in Hampton Roads. So, again, details are following. I would please block your ch- uh, calendars for the 25th and 26th. That's gonna be, and folks, I understand that they're, FEMA, our partners, are doing all the exercise planning. They, they understand we're stretched thin, and they, they want to make this a great event. By the way, these are the two IMATS that will be supporting us for the year. So, what a great opportunity to develop some relationships and, you know, talk about concerns and issues. Uh, by the way, I'm FEMA. Jerry, Jerry's in the room. Can you stand up real quick? Uh, Federal Coordinating Officer for the snowstorm in January. So, if you're up there uh, eligible for PA, that's the guy, right? Did I mess that up? I'm sorry. Oh. Well, then Jerry, what do you do in the office then? <laughs> Which disaster are you for? I'll get confused. Uh, i be the a for- Got it. Thank you for that clarification. I just appreciate your help. And, and uh, so thanks for being here. Any, anybody else from FEMA? Okay. Oh, Dan, Dan Brewer. Of course, many of you all know Dan. He's here too. Thanks, thanks, Dan. All right. so. Now, I'm beginning to wrap up. I think I have maybe one more slide, right? Yeah. So, opportunities. Folks, these are some innovation. These are some ideas that we can partner, some, some, some stuff coming up, right? So, the first one is transforming and evolving emergency management. Carrie spoke very well to that. Traditional emergency management, hey, I got a plan on the shelf. It's really cool. I'm just going to sit back here and... When we need to activate, we're going to pull the binder down and open it up and see what it says. That's, that's done, folks. That, that, that is of yesteryear. So now we have to be leaning forward. You know, intelligence-driven process is fabulous. Uh, more complex, demand more resources. They're occurring more often, and they're unusual. Like, I just, you can't make it up anymore. So I have a sub-bullet there. Funding to support events short of a declaration. We had, we had an issue with deploying a technical rescue team. It was a life safety issue. The county is a smaller county. And when they call, like, the state EOC, the 911 of the state, right, that's not the time to have a conversation about funding, right? Who's going to pay for this deal? And, and so that's something we got to work together to fix. we got to go to the General Assembly and say, hey, VDEM needs a pot of money. For emergency, we're not funded for emergency operations short of a of, of declaration. So anytime we have a regional event, we're taking that out, out of Hyde, which then stresses the localities because, you know, it just absorbs other resources. And more importantly, I want to be that cutting ed or cutting edge organization that leans forward and supports our localities. And when you call 911, it shouldn't be, hey, are you prepared to pay for this? Like, that's wrong. So, folks, if that resonates with you, please get with me. We got It's going to be a we're going to build a coalition, right, in order to get things done. Um, how to leverage funding, resources, and maximize sustain. Re- Notice I said sustain readiness. It goes to our strategic plan. You know, we want sustainable solutions, not not these one off. Hey, I got an idea. Let's 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 build a database for this one for that. No, we, we need holistic solutions moving forward. And 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 I think we're on track. We're asking the right questions, and we're we're taking tactical pauses to make sure that what, what we propose are is sustainable and holistic. Um, service and support to localities—that that's why we exist, right? Uh, I flows big studies getting ready to kick off. Our goal with this I studies study is, hey, where, where are the sensors? What are the conditions? Let's expand the system statewide, and what do we need from the state to make that a, a statewide supported uh, system? So that MOU, that, that contract with our, our uh, VIPC partners will be signed in the next couple of weeks, and then, and then that plan, that, that, that study will, will uh, kick off. And yes, the lo- that, our goal is to per- make a budget proposal, make that a, a service to the localities. And you can, you can pull down data statewide from that. If that tickles your fancy, let me know and I can connect you to some folks. Uh NextGen 911, we absorbed uh, from Vita this this group of folks working with our 911 community, our PSAPs. But folks, NextGen is it's sitting on fiber. So it's a great opportunity, but also a threat. So we gotta work on that. Comlink is a system of record. We got our our interoperability coordinator, Gabe Elias. You know, everybody knows Gabe, so that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, system of record, 24-7 support, something breaks, VSP responds, and if there's any problems, you let Gabe know, and he'll look into it. Uh, crisis track. Um, how, how is crisis track? Is that working for y'all? Don't be, okay, good. Rob speaks for the room. Got it. All right. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, and then uh, nuclear power station transition, iPads, we... Uh, El car, I know that's your favorite report you do every year, uh, 1 August, and then of course uh, our DEI office is working on some guidance to help our local emergency, Well, frankly, our the whole emergency management community. We want to understand the principles to engage and understand our communities. so got some fabulous work going on there. Okay, why we exist, we always start there. For me and, and the VDEM team, we exist to support the localities. Let I me... Mean, you know, um, Aaron summarized it very, very well. And so that's where my questions at the strategic level begin. Are we supporting the localities in the most efficient, effective manner? Who else do we need to pull in? What private sector partners, nonprofits? Uh, I mean, it's just amazing, right? Academia. Teamwork is demanded, right? We have to work together a team across bureaus, across organizations, across jurisdictions. Um, Relationships, we all know that in public safety, that that is critical. Uh, That's how we get stuff done. And then the final thing, hopefully you saw some of the opportunities on innovation, right? If we're not growing organizations at the local level, state level, wherever you may sit, we're gonna die on the vine. That's the bottom line. There's so many opportunities out there to work smarter, not harder, uh, that we always have to be leaning forward and pushing. And poor Aaron's like Sean, Go back in your office, no more ideas today. So, but, uh, but again, there's a time and place. We have to lean forward and, and seek out those opportunities. So with that said, Robbie Coates is like, Sean, you have to ask for peer reviewers. So you, there's a QR code up there, uh, hammer that away. And I'm gonna turn it over to Aaron for some closing comments as well. Before questions.
0: So um, I do want re- uh, to emphasize uh, the peer reviewers. Um, we've been doing this for quite some time Uh, for our uh, grant applications we really need everybody to participate if you have the time and the more people that participate less applications you got to review you know divide and conquer here we really need to increase our peer reviewers and in turn we are going to increase our guidance that we provide so that we have a good assessment across the entire Commonwealth. We still haven't, and Robbie, Cheryl, we still haven't gotten the NOFO uh, yet for Shish Gap, UASI, um, but please, please, I know Robbie's gonna be at the table if you don't get the QR code, because I hate these things anyways, but um, please, please swing by the v table, sign up. It's a, it's a tremendous opportunity to see what your partners are doing across the Commonwealth. Um, But we really need the stakeholders engaged in this assessment process. So, I hope I did okay, Robbie. (laughs) Um, Sean's last bullet on innovation. um, And the first bullet on, uh, on the initiatives, which is our digital and organizational transformation. In order to get where Sean wants to be with innovation and where I wanna be with not another 47 emails, you know, trading documents back and forth we're getting us on the right platform getting us the right tools so that we can continue to improve our uh, processes which also means automating these processes and we will get there it is a slog you all know um, we get you guys get going on a on a project and you're moving forward and then we get trucks or chickens or rain or snow or whatever it may be. But that's another area that I want to um, emphasize. You know, I give, I give Rob a hard time about being critical of VDEM and that's the only, reason, the only reason Rob is the one now is because the other one that was really critical of VDEM is actually standing right here. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so um, if, if, if I'm gonna complain about an agency I got an opportunity to affect some change. And with that, it's gonna take some time, but in the past, VDEM lost a lot of momentum as everyone shifts from blue skies to dark skies. We are really evaluating that and how we do that and making sure that we're leaving more lights on back at the ranch while, the, while folks are paying attention to the dark skies. We still got some folks looking at the Blue Sky Project, so we are not losing so much traction going forward. Uh, So that's definitely one of my um, promises to you all as we continue to tweak um, and, and move forward for improvement. So with that, we will open it up. So we got about 12 minutes, and then we'll have about a half an hour break, and then we'll come back. So questions? And I'm not gonna run around with the microphone, so you have to use your big voice. Really, really, Rob? All right, I mean, how, how, how long do you want me to go? <laughs> you can start with one question. question. Yes. When are you guys gonna fix the tool for reentry? The technology for reentry. Rob, you and I had this conversation. Uh-huh. No, no, you and I had this conversation before. I'm like, that tool's gonna go away because it keeps being created by FEMA and it goes away. <laughs> um, reentry is a tough one um, and, and that's what's happened over the years. If you've been here in Hampton Roads for any extended period of time, tools have come out for reentry and then they disappear. Um, and reentry is not an easy uh, piece. I would have to say, we know that it's a problem. I think sheltering is gonna be our priority there. We have a new administration. Um, we had some challenges with the previ- previous administration with evacuation orders. So part of what I've tasked Sean with doing is coming down to Hampton Roads for a listening session uh, with the Hampton Roads EMs um, to talk about evacuation. I obviously, yeah, I oh yeah. I obviously have. um, I'm biased. Um, It was a challenge in Florence when they issued the the order of A and B and didn't have a whole lot of guidance. So we need some input from the the Hampton Roads EMs to provide up to the administration. We have a blank slate with them. So how do we want to provide the guidance? Do we want to go back to um, the governor issues the mandate, the localities decide on how they want to do the evacuation? There's pros and cons on both sides. So for, for, for VDEM right now, I, I will say, be completely honest, the sheltering and evacuation right now is the priority and then sorting through the reentry piece because we have a good framework for that. So how do we get folks back in with a good tool um, and making sure that we identify that? So I know it's a gap, um, but again, looking at it in step by step, I wanna get everybody out first as, as we try and tackle getting everybody back in.
2: Next questions. Yeah, you speaking like uh, in- internship opportunities? No, absolutely. And of course we're coming out of this crazy COVID thing. And, but bottom line is I definitely see a role of uh, intern- in- in- internships. I mean, think about it. It just prepares them for professional experience, it allows us to kind of see what kind of talent we got going on here and how we can grow that talent. And And by the way, the emergency management community is a profession so we owe that responsibility to the folks that are thinking about and entering the workspace and i think i think we have crazy opportunities beyond emergency management right what what about information operations and information management intelligence right we should be seeking out those folks you know we hired some meteorologists to join our comms team how about that like it's amazing like so I think we need to open up our aperture and, and not just focus on emergency management. And, you know That's cool, that's core functions. But yeah, expand it and, and yes. Um, you know For us, we have to make sure it's legal, right? So usually it has to be uh, school sponsored and stuff. So I absolutely fully support it. I think it's a great thing.
0: We do have, we've started um, because of COVID, we took a very long pause with all of that. Um, Mary Bell doesn't realize yet that um, She's gonna be looped into this. Um, But, um, so we have started Tiptoed Back, because VDEM did do a lot of internships in the past, and we wanna get back to that. But we wanna do it right, and have a good core infrastructure in place in order to support the interns. And one of our step back into this has been our student ambassadors program that Elantra Spencer has been working on, um, and we had it um, over the um, winter, I believe. um, That was very successful, had uh, high school students engaged and learning from each of our areas. Um, And we're going to continue that because who knew about emergency management when they were in high school? And those that are really young, you can't raise your hand. Who knew about emergency management in high school? I had no idea what it was. A lot of us do have very windy stories about how we got into this, but how exciting to get a high schooler um, excited about this. And I'm gonna call her out. Um, I started with a high schooler and mentoring her and bringing her in into the Virginia Beach Emergency um, Management office and and she came back, and she came back and she came back. She is the emergency planner for mitigation in the office of of Emergency Management for Virginia Beach, Danielle Spach. So <laughs> so, so you can have such a huge effect on that so it it is a very significant um i have i have asked that quite you the staff will tell you i've asked that question a lot but we want to do it the right way so i've asked for not too much change um it's hard to compare data when you keep changing all the questions um so uh, the um this l car and any of my staff in the back that wants to correct me. Um, we'd like to, planning is going through a transition right now, as uh, some of you may be aware, we lost our uh, planning director, Stacy Neal, um, so we're getting our hands uh, around that right now, but the intent is to not make significant changes to the car for this next go around. Um, I, I wanna compare some apples to apples to apples, um, and the other piece to it is we, we will get this out as soon as possible. Part of it is, again, um, getting our hands around where we are with planning. But I know from experience, the sooner we get it out to you all to work on, the, the, eas- the easier it is, the more time you have to work with your, with your locality. Yeah. You threw your voice over there, didn't you? Okay, <laughs> um, so yes, uh, Rob has asked this a number of times, it is a priority of Sean's uh, to get us to a, a, a good place with sheltering. We know that AW uh, Phoenix went away. Um, there was talk of uh, putting it into WebEOC. We didn't have a good solution for the PII. Um, because WebEOC is wide open to all our localities. Uh, Rob brought to our attention another tool uh, that is part of the Javari suite, correct? Um, So we'd like to see it and see how we can help move forward with that. Um, It all kind of ties into getting us on the right network so that it's stable um, and providing that support. Um, So (laughs) I know a lot of us a lot of the statements here is we're working on it, but part of what we're doing is um, getting Sean down. I told you to have listening sessions. That's going to run the gamut of sheltering, evacuation, reentry, getting uh, all on board with with hurricane planning, um, and working through filling the gaps that we've identified.
2: Yeah, and I want to speak to that. So we, when when I when I assumed this role, one of the first conversations Aaron and I had was hey, hurricane's are an important issue, so you need to put together a training plan and an engagement plan. I want to meet with the locals down in Hampton Roads. I want to go up to Eastern Shore, you know, places that I don't care how far I have to drive, but it's about understanding the situation and, and hearing the ideas. Um, I I It's one of the hardest things that we're going to do as a state, and that's conducting sheltering while we're having rescue operations, uh, probably concurrent. And so, as you see me down in Hampton Roads in May, please, you know, open up. Let me know your thoughts. Do we have the right strategy? Maybe we need transfer points, or I, I don't know. So, uh, I think these huge, massive sheltering location. I, I'm not totally convinced that's a, a potential solution or a likely solution. So again, I, I'm, I'm walking in with open eyes, open ears, and, and uh, we got to look at the whole system and, and by the way it starts at the local level so I need to know hey Rob what do I need to do to make you successful right and if it's IT uh, databases and, and good stuff like that let's let's get that comprehensive solution It'd be awesome to have a turnkey like I've got a reentry module I got a sheltering module I got XYZ and yes we have WebEOC so I just want to set those expectations I look forward to that dialogue though. All right who else lots to talk about. No, that's really good. And that's also related to Sarah Title III, right? Yeah. Same stuff, yeah. Um, we need to put that on the assessment. Uh, actually, we talked about that. But I haven't added it officially. Uh, you're hitting the nail on the head. Like, I want to say three years ago, the VERC went away through an interesting General Assembly change. Uh, bottom line is we need to, that's, Aaron and I already talked about that. We need to officially revitalize that whole program, LEPCs, um, and yes, I'd rather provide a solution statewide, and, and make it a whole lot easier for not only the report folks that got to report, but also access for our localities. That's a you got it. Yep, we got to work on that. The secure and resilient Commonwealth panel is supposed to supervise that whole process. I'm I'm not sure they even have legal authority to do so. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Yep, I got it on the list. That's a good one, Corey. Thank you. One more, one more. Oh wait.
0: So it's 10.30, Sean and I are not going anywhere. (laughs) Uh, So if you have more questions, we're here the rest of the day, but I certainly don't want to interrupt the 30 minutes of a break because we've been sitting for quite some time. So back here in your seats and ready to go at 11. Thank you.